Yes, sir. We are here live at the Knowledge Drop with my main man, Ken Masters from the UK. Oh, doing you all right? I'm doing all right. What about yourself? Yeah, good, man. It's a oh, pleasure good. and an honor to be here. Thank you for your time. Appreciate the time. You made it to Helsinki for a little while just to chill in the city. So Yeah, I love coming down here. Yeah. Nice drop, yeah. man. Yeah, man. Always. Cool, man. How's, how's Finland been treating you? First of all, uh, can you do a small intro about yourself or the people who don't know? Yeah, Masters? my name's Ken Masters. I'm I'm part of a crew called Bad Taste Crew, um, um, who you might know because I host a jam called Just Jam. Um, it's an international breaking competition, but a bit more than that, it's kind of a social event. Um, we have a jam, get down, cipher, and battle as well. Um, so I host that. A member of Bad Taste Crew, and before that was a member of Newcastle City Crew as well. So, kind of b boy in my roots. But these days, I'm, a, I'm an MC, avid record collector, DJ, host, and beat maker. Also, the whole thing, just about <laughs> yeah. But you know, Pretty not much. everything. I leave some for other people as well. That's good, man. <laughs> That's good. And recently, you've been relocated to Finland for a little while, which, to my understanding, is coming into an end. Yes. Yeah. We. My, my wife is from. Uh, northern Finland, a place called Kusamo. Um, Kusamo. Yeah, there's a, there's a song about it. Um, I'll not break out in the song, but it's a, it's a good <laughs> song. It's a classic. Um, so she moved over to England um, in 2010, I think it was, if I remember rightly. So I put I put her through that punishment, you know, for for a good while. So we decided to come to Finland and live for a little bit. Uh, and then we're going back again to the UK uh, this year, and who knows what the future holds? You know, just we want to try and straddle the two countries, raising two children, bilingual and stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. How was your Finland excursion to the wilderness way up north? I did it right, man. I did it right. Well, you know, <laughs> it's like I, I, I kind of jumped in with both feet neck deep. That's kind of what I, in my Finnish experience, because I'd been coming to Finland for a long time. And I'd been to Helsinki a hell of a lot, and I love this city. It's amazing. Um, and I had been north a few times as well. But we arrived in the winter, minus 30 degrees, uh, northern Finland. It's like it's – they're a different breed up there, you know. So, um, yeah, it's been good. Bit of reindeer farming, tractor driving, you know, yeah. all those hip-hop sort of things. All of that, man. <laughs> the beautiful nature of the north mm-hmm. is different. It's way different than Helsinki up there. Yeah, so. yeah, man. Good, man. You go back strong with a lot of sisu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Sisu, yeah. that's the word. Like, yeah, cool. And the and the nature, I think. I don't know your ex- experience, but very different from Newcastle, of course. Mm. Maybe you go back more like, uh, how would you say, bylaws and 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 stuff because of the nature because of the fresh food the fresh air fresh water all of that yeah you know we have fresh fish fish every day from the lake and you know it's it's straight i don't really um trust fish from a supermarket so it's nice to be able to get fresh fish um and yeah definitely i mean where i live in the uk we live right next to a beach um so i'm not gonna lie i miss i'm 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 a seaside boy so um, I've missed the beach, but having a lake outside my door and so many trees, you know, the, the nature, reindeers roaming around and, um, yeah, it's beautiful out here. That's the thing, man. 
with my wife when we move out from Helsinki. I live in Lahti now, which is an hour up north from mm-hmm. here. And now we are actually growing our own potatoes and getting our eggs straight from a farm. And mm-hmm. what we actually just did, we bought a cow <laughs> that next year is going to be uh, with, with some people. We bought, bought a cow and next year we're going to get some fresh meat from that. So when you were like, you know, let's, let's go back a few years when you're in a battle, in the middle of a battle, did you envisage, you know, like in the middle, middle of a set where you're thinking, you know, in about 10 years time, I think I'm going to get a cow and. <laughs> exactly so you train hard you're like okay my food has to be more fresh and it has <laughs> exactly. to be coming from close by so we know what it eats that's what it's led such. to yeah that's that, what it's led a healthy to. lifestyle yeah but i know it's the next step what's the next step but <laughs> you go step by step now you live on your lowest. i can't wait to see what the next step is yeah yes sir uh just jam I had the honor to come there mm-hmm. once in my life only but should be more, but you, you it know, was a great experience. I had a great time. I think there was talks about other years, but mm. my calendar's been busy. Yeah, like it is. So but even the footage that I see from the recent one has has been amazing. Mm. I had such a great time over there in that one edition, maybe fifteen, two thousand sixteen, something like that, when we came. Yeah, but can you share a little bit about the values behind the event and how did it come about when you start? Was uh, I think I mean. It started off like quite small, like most of these these things do. But it was the idea was that we wanted to kind of invite people up to do. I mean, I say we, but it's it's B Boy Dork who who was the brainchild of it all, uh, and and P kind of was very instrumental in in kind of the early fruition of the jam and putting it all together. Um, I was there from day one, um, and we we coupled the jam with workshops from the very beginning. So we invited um, people up to do workshops in Dance City, which is the venue. And um, the way that we like to do in Newcastle and the way those Irish boys like to do is we like to um, incorporate a bit of a party with, um, you know, with the kind of serious getting down as well. So um, the the after party was an essential Um and then also the pre-party became an essential as well, as well. Mm-hmm. And then the in-between stuff, the meals, and um, and I think just inviting people to come and kind of do a workshop and share their knowledge with people, um, and then have it be an excuse to have a party, but also hold. Um, there were more like impromptu battles at the very beginning, but then it became more organised, and. Um, even though the competition became this like real kind of solid structure, it was always the the social aspect, the community aspect that was really at the forefront of it all. Um, there was a theater element for a long space of time as well. So it became like a two-day event where we'd have like a theater show. Uh, then we'd have the battles the day after. So the Friday night, there'd be a party. The Saturday night, there'd be a party. And then the Sunday, everyone would kind of have some sort of meal and maybe party on Sunday night as well. But um, so, yeah, it kind of snowballed and grew from there. But like with, you know, that kind of centralized sharing of knowledge and community is the, is the core of it all. Now that's what makes it memorable as well. Mm. Get the full experience and so many other things besides just, the, just the battle, just the competition, so yeah. many more memories and, and emotions involved. You have fun in the after party, you wild out in the pre-party. Yeah. See yeah. some some uh, things in the theater stage and and all of that. So pick up, man. Mm. 
Hmm. Interesting. Anything is it is it coming back again next year or what's the plan? Um I mean it got Arts Council funding last year, which was an amazing achievement. Um so um Doak has had been able to program a series of things through the Just Jam brand. Um I, I believe, I mean you you'd have to speak to him, but I believe that there's intentions for to to grow Just Jam. Um and Yeah, I mean the people want it, don't they? So that's you know, and I, I think there's there's I think there's people who haven't been that I've met over here who have heard about it that that should definitely get the opportunity to come along and would love to have you along again as well. Mm -hmm, so. mm -hmm. Yeah, and I remember the year that we came was we also shared a workshop, but it was not for only for the competitors or people who came for the event. It was actually for the youth mm. and. uh It was some somewhere outside of the venue. It wasn't at the venue, but we went to like a school or school setting or something like this. So we was exchanging with the new, um, new generation and trying to get more people involved. So I, I thought it was special. Was this was that like it was the early days of Big Boy Dojo? Yes. Was it? Yeah. 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 We, so that was where the town that I'm telling you I'm from, Whitley Bay, mm. the seaside town. That's where it was. Right. Yeah. The Flavor yeah. Bay. They had the they had a workshop group called Flavor Bay. Um, and some of those kids have gone on to continue breaking um, and do other things. Actually, um, one's looking quite successful in the acting world as well. Like, mm -hmm. looking like they're doing great things there. So, it just goes to show you that, like, you can embody some sort of like self empowerment through these kind of experiences, and don't necessarily have to kind of apply it to the thing that you're learning. You can apply it to things outside as well. Like so. And that's the beauty of the thing that we do over here, mm -hmm. that you can actually learn some life skills that you can apply to anything yeah. that you do. The discipline, the social aspect of it, and like determination and hard work and all that stuff. There's so much that you can learn mm -hmm. and apply it to, to anything in, gen in general, mm -hmm. like we spoke earlier. And for you, for, for you, the pedagogy, that aspect is very important as well, close to heart. Absolutely. I mean, I say it as the, the beginning of it all. Mm. Um, and if we haven't got that, then I don't really think it is hip hop in its truest form. Um, I don't want to kind of be a gatekeeper or kind of dictate what hip hop is and isn't. But to me, um, the sharing of knowledge is like the nucleus and the, uh, the center of it all. Um, the necessity to learn is how hip hop came about. Like judging by the stories that were told about about how hip hop come came about. Um, deprivation um, and lack of care from the government led to a necessity for a community to empower themselves to rise above and be creative and galvanize themselves as a community um, and that in its essence that's where hip-hop pedagogy comes from um, I think that like social pedagogy is something is a nut that like that creative, the creative kind of educational world has, has tried to crack for a long time and put it into, maybe not so much in Finland because I think Finland have a very kind of broad educational system anyway, but certainly in the UK, um, shoehorning social pedagogy into school is very hard. But when you bring hip hop in, you've like, like hip hop cracked that nut a long time ago. So that's where we are. It's mm. all about the knowledge, isn't it? Yeah, 
Can you explain slightly about your experience within this world? What kind of things have you been doing in the past? So, well, I mean, I guess I I, I started off as a as a b boy breaking and popping and stuff. So, um, when you first encounter things, you see things on a very surface kind of level. Like it's there's this art form that looks really cool, and I want to be able to do that. Um, but then you kind of see the way the manner in which you kind of learn things is there's a bit of encouragement and there's a, a measure of competitiveness. There's a bit of like, it's hard to get. I'm going to shield this from you. You can't learn it yet. Um, how are you going to find it out? There's a bit of mysticism. There's, you know, so th- there's th- a measure of all these things that give you like a thirst to really kind of hunt that thing out and, and, um, and, and find out about it. So I kind of realized that there was more to this than just like music or dance or there was a there was a kind of real sense of being and for me um i think i mean i could tell you a story about like five you know um five years ago i was diagnosed with autism um and that revelation to me made me look back at like the 10 year old me getting into hip-hop and thinking like remembering right remembering how socially awkward i was as a 10 year old and then remembering the revelation of hip-hop kind of giving me something that was a passion that made me prioritize my passion over my fears and just kind of like push me into this this other space um i'm not gonna lie i'm still a socially awkward person i still have those things you know i have like traits and um, my autism manifests in many different ways sometimes but i think that like the the power of kind of of identifying a passion and being able to kind of apply yourself that overrides the anxiety that you may have is is a really powerful thing. And hip hop was that tool for me. So that's what I kind of look to instill in others now. Beautiful. And when was it that you got into into hip hop in general? And it was through breaking first. Yeah, through breaking first. So it would have been eighty three. I was like ten years old. My me and my friend Stu. Um who um well, didn't have names at that point. Uh, and I would be called Electro. Two very original names, I know. Um I think just about everyone's got embarrassing first names. So um we got into hip hop at the age of ten. And I think actually the, the transition, the way it went for me was that I kind of saw people doing robotics and I didn't know what it was. And then it was more like kind of electric movement, which was popping. And I realized that there was like a, a difference between the start stop and then the jerk. And then I was like, right, okay, this is like an advanced form. And then I saw people getting down. I was like, this all happened in the space of like a month. You know, it seems like I might have, the timeline might be slightly shorter or longer, but it just like kind of all snowballed. And then it was like, um, I was breaking, you know, at 10 years old, 83. So that was like, the the first wave of of when it came to the UK, um, but yeah, I was just a young, shy, socially awkward ten year old. <laughs> How did it evolve from there into rhyming and and creating beats and digging and all that stuff? Oh man, I mean, there's there's just so many avenues to explore in hip hop. That's the thing. I think it's just that, like 
and so little time. Yeah, <laughs> so little time, so many records, and you know, um, but like you know, everyone that there's something for everyone. It's like it's so like multifaceted. So like, um, breaking, and you see it today. Like you know, you'll have someone now, which is really good. You know, um. Side thought, I can't stand it when people jog on the spot before they get down, you know what I mean? That's that really annoys me. Is it like so? Like, musicality is really important. So, the top rock for me is like what you do before you get down is just as, if not more important, than what you do when you get down. So, that was just a side note, but <laughs> that that whole idea of kind of being able to explore those things and there being so many different ways of expressing yourself, something for everyone. So I guess like you're hearing the music and then you're going, oh, what's this? And I guess the music I was hearing, the first person that I can really remember that really stuck in my head was Mally Mel. And when I heard Mally Mel, I was sitting on the corner just to waste my time when I realized I was the king of the rhyme. I got on the microphone. And when I heard that, learned it off the bat. And I was like, this is, this is what I want to be. Uh, that was maybe a couple of years later. He brought the message out already, and uh, there was um, "Pull Me Up" as well, "White Lines," and all of those classics. Like, really, kind of struck a chord with me. And I think that's when I kind of first thought, "Oh man, the MC is something special." And then, like, you kind of look at like the music and the DJ. The DJ is kind of like providing all this, like. This stuff for everyone else who's there, the MCs and the and the the B boys and B girls can get down to. So the DJ is right at the center. You have that you have that idea from an early age, and you know, when you see that, it's like that's it's the most important person in the room. And I, I would maybe maybe that isn't recognized enough these days. But um, what I love about B uh, breaking jams is that like. The DJ is the most important person in the room. That like it's that's really obvious. Um, even, like you know, more important than whoever wins the battles, more important than host, more important than any of that. The DJ is the person that we all revolve around. The person who was there from day one, who kind of started it all. So that's what I love about like breaking jams. So like, so I've always wanted to kind of be the DJ as well. But on a on a I guess on a with a priority as an MC. But when you're an MC and you haven't got beats, it's really hard to kind of get beats. So what I was like, well, I want to make my own beats. And if I'm gonna make, make my own beats, I need to start collecting music. So I start collecting records, the sample. So and then like I was like collecting stuff for samples, but I said, oh, some of this is good to play out. So then I'll DJ and play music out. So then before you know it, you're kind of like you're straddling being a record collector and a a beat maker and an MC, but it's all intrinsic to your artistry and like it all kind of makes sense and fits in the puzzle, you know. It's like a tree. You climb up the tree and suddenly there's a branch. Yeah. No branch. You get it in a different <laughs> way and such. So yeah. it's it's pretty beautiful and inspiring that mm-hmm. you can involve yourself in different, different ways. Yeah. Suddenly twenty four hours is not enough. You just want to keep doing things and I know, man. Yeah, no, my yeah, my wife doesn't understand. Shout out to my wife; she might be watching now. Um, 
he doesn't understand the, how how I can get kind of lost in 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 one piece of music and just be kind of going over and over and writing something or um that's like I guess an obsession to look at it from the outside but um a lot of us have that kind of quality I think you go and attack a move over and over until you perfect it or you have you know, to you <laughs> you you put an outline up and you kind of master the that you can style until you've got no drips and you can do a smooth line you know um chirps and be juggling all of it man yeah and for the future you said you have some things coming up a, a finish involved record as well yeah yeah well I'm, i mean i've i've got a few things out and um i mean you can check out my stuff on like instagram um on my link tree um there's my bandcamp links and stuff on there and my mixcloud link dj mixtapes as well so um but i have something in the pipeline when i first got here um this is not because it's so cold yeah i caught pneumonia when i first got here so i spent a bit of time in hospital in olu uh and i used that time to kind of research finish music and and also write some rhymes Before I knew it, I had like the makings of of an idea, a concept album. So I've got a an album coming out that's going to be called "I've Started So I'll Finish," um, which I like. I can talk about the title actually. So the the title is a phrase that Magnus Magnuson used to say on on the game show Mastermind. So Mastermind is like a quiz show on TV. It was popular in the eighties. I'm going to say. And he always used to say when he got to a, when he asked a question and the buzzer went, he would say, I've started, so I'll finish. And he would finish the question. But also the word finish, obviously, I've spelled it like Finland finish. But also the whole idea of Sisu is that like, if you're going to start something, you're going to finish it. You know what I mean? So I think that whole idea kind of runs through Finnish culture as well. So I kind of thought that's a really good title for it. Mm. And also mastermind can masters as well as a bit of a link there. So I would love to hear your definition of Sisu. Well, Our audience is international, so they might not know. Yeah, I mean, I guess I've maybe I've experienced it firsthand because of being in hospital. But I, I think that like, and because I've I've went from somewhere that is very much out of the norm for me, very much out of my comfort zone. I guess I believe it's it's a type of grit and determination that looks at um you're gonna you're gonna continue no matter what. Like failure isn't an issue, you know what I mean? And I think there's a lot of things around that that you could kind of aren't necessarily directly linked to Sisu. Like I love the idea that failure is necessary to succeed. You have to fail. And I've talked to my sister, who's a community artist, about this quite a lot. And she says that, you know, that failure is so important. Um, and it's not really failing, is it? You know, I think there's an element of that in Sisu where, like, even if you fail, you're not failing because you're going to keep going and you're going to continue regardless. Um, so that's my, I guess, my definition. Hit him in the head <laughs> with the sizzle. Cool, man. Great talk. I wish you all the best for 
the trip continuing to the no, UK. Okay. Hopefully, we come back to Finland a bunch of times. And pleasure, pleasure being here. And shout outs to Flowmore crew every time. Cypher, B Boy, B Girl, um, Dojo, and you know all of this. Like, I love what you're doing. With utmost respect for everything you've been doing. Um, and can see that like non- knowledge is intrinsic as well and central to what you do. So that's what's up, man. Thank you. Anybody tuning in, head out to bboydojo.com for more. Get my free footwork workshop over there and hit up at Ken Masters Newcastle in Instagram. Check out the beats and mixtapes. You can all also head up Craftmatic Beats as well. Craftmatic beats. beats also. That's what's up, y'all. Peace, peace, peace. peace. On to the next one. Whew.